Hello everyone, welcome back to Hat and Field Horrors Podcast, where we review horror movies and horror movie franchises. I'm your host, Mark, the horror movie fanboy. And I'm Kennedy, the horror movie noob. And today we're watching Hush, released on Netflix in 2016. Before we get into that, Kennedy, can you give them a plot summary? A deaf, mute writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. When you first put on this movie, what did you think on initial watch? I remember the first time I saw this movie. I'm pretty sure this was the first time you ever saw it too. We actually watched it together in my house a few years ago. Uh, no, but I really, I really enjoy this movie. It's, it's not a movie that like you're gonna watch like 20 times. You know, twice or three times is fine, I think. But it's a really enjoyable movie, uh, especially when you don't have anything to watch, but you're in a horror mood. Uh, there's a lot of things I like from it. There's a few things I don't like, but you know what? It's it's recommendable, so I'm sure that we'll get more into it right now in a little bit. I don't know what I don't like. I just know that something in this movie is missing. I don't quite know what that is, but I don't know. I, I liked it on initial watch. It was the secondary watch when I was like, something's off, something's missing. But I don't know what that is. But I do know that my favorite scene is... When she's like trying to escape out the like the top window and he shoots her with that shoots her with the bow in her leg. That scene gets me mm-hmm. every time. Are there any scenes that stood out for you? Good or bad? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good scenes. Um I I think one of one of the ones that really made me made me like uh, uh was that one scene uh, where the man, the masked guy, like breaks her fingers, her hand, her hand gets stuck on the door. I was like, ooh, like I felt like every uh, kick he there. Stomped on it. Yeah. He stomped on it. I was like, oh, like, like talk about talk about like visuals that you can feel that you can really feel like. <laughs> um, so that that was a good part. Uh, the entire sequence with John. The boyfriend of the girl that got killed earlier. Um, because... Oh, when he stabbed him in the neck, I couldn't stop, like, touching my neck for, like, a good five minutes. I, I, you know, he fought, he fought hard. Like, even, even when he was down and then he still put him in, put the guy, the man in the chokehold. You know, he, John, John, John fought, you know, John fought before he died. But that whole little sequence, because you're like, yes, you know, fuck this masked guy. Uh, but no, we, he, he had to be another uh, body, you know, to add to the, to the kill count of the movie, so. But. Yeah, I like their whole interaction. It was actually pretty interesting, because he was starting to, like, slowly figure it out, and by the time he figured it out, he got stuck with a knife, so I was like, damn. Yeah, yeah. What about some scenes that I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, what, what don't you like? Well, I think... Uh, well, what scenes do I not like? Okay, I'll tell you scenes that I don't like, alright? I didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't like the scenes where, like, she, like, you, she saw herself, like, her, like, her imagination of herself, like, speaking. Like, did you? When she was, um, like, 
trying to like figure out how the best way to get out of the situation, like the escape route. Yeah, 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 yeah. But something I always like, even from the first watch, I always found it a little off to see her like speaking to herself, but like actually speaking. I guess, like, I guess it makes sense. I mean, like, you know, deaf people, like, you wonder, like, how, like, how, do, in what language do they think? But I guess they imagine themselves speaking, right? I, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's such a weird thing, but I, I just didn't like that creative decision. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me, probably, to be honest. I feel like it would have played better if, if she was still, if she wasn't speaking. If it was just, like, her thinking about it, not saying it, and then we'd see her reaction, her, like, emotional reaction. like, oh, crap, if I do this, I'm gonna die. Like, I would have rather have seen it emotionally than her, like, narrate it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I didn't like that creative decision either. But I did love the sound design. How when she would do something and we wouldn't hear it because we're here, we're, we're, she's our POV. But then when it switched to him, we heard how loud the alarm was. I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, oh, the bathroom scene. Oh, yeah. I love the mm-hmm. bathroom scene. When she like whipped around and all because he was like cocky and like laughed on her by accident and she whips around and sticks someone like Jesus Christ I was like damn yeah it 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 was very satisfying to finally uh, see that uh, that guy that bastard suffer I think they nailed. Uh, the portrayal of that guy just being a, like a scumbag weasel as guy and you just want to see him like get killed so that was a very well, satisfying well, moment well let's talk about him let's let's start with him what did you think of well he's just credited as the man what do you think about him what are your thoughts yeah so this is where i i like it but i i don't like it at the same time i think i didn't like that he revealed he revealed his identity too soon because I feel like it... Oh, I it, like that part. I like that part. Because the first thing she said was, I haven't seen your face, so I can't... You don't have to worry about me trying to, like, pick you out of a lineup or anything, because I don't know what you look like. And so by him taking off his mask and showing her his face, he was he was basically saying, like, I'm not worried about you getting out here live to go tell anybody. So it was... For me, it was like, damn... Damn. I no, yeah, like it makes sense for the plot because she was like she wrote on the window like, "Hey, I haven't seen your face, so like I can't identify you. Like, please don't kill me." And that's why that's why he took off his mask. But I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't like it because it it kind of lowered the creepiness a little bit because it's like, well, oh, because you're giving you're giving a face to the killer now. You, you so you you're, you're kind of removing some of that uh, suspenseful element. And also, second part. I, I really like that actor from the newsroom, and I know that he was in 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 uh, thirteen uh, Cloverfield Lane movie. Um, yeah, he was in a Belco experiment, which I loved him in. I don't know if it's because of those other uh, uh, those other those other media that I've seen in him, but I I just didn't really buy in buy into him being like this sicko killer guy. I just. Because, like I said earlier, like, it kind of just makes him look like a little weasel. Like, him getting overpowered by John. And the only reason why he beat him was because he had already stuck the the knife in his neck. Like, I I couldn't take him that seriously. When he laughed after he stuck him in the neck, I was like, uh, 
Yeah, 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 like a little kid, like just like a edgy, like a edge lord, you know, that thinks he's being cool. <laughs> like I don't know, like I, I didn't. The suspense factor from a killer that you don't know, compared to like the movie The Killers, right, where you don't know their, you don't know their motivation, and they're all masked, and it, and it, you just feel you just you're just so much more scared about the the killers because you don't know really anything about them. But to see this guy talk and take his mask off, and you see him getting overpowered by a guy who's literally losing blood, got stabbed in the neck, and get like almost you know. A few more seconds in, he would have been knocked out, you know. But John didn't didn't um, didn't resist that long. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. But I I understand, like creatively, if their if their vision was not to create like this Michael Myers type killer, then I would understand. Like you know, there's like Michael Myers is Michael Myers. This was maybe just a more human guy that just wanted to kill people. Um. But yeah, I guess it's really up to like your your own opinion whether you like the killer or not. For me, I prefer more of that type of killer that's scarier that you don't see who it is behind the mask because I just think that works better. But it's you know you liked it and you know that's cool. I didn't mind him as the killer, but there were scenes that like like I said earlier, like when he stuck stuck John and then he like laughed afterwards. That laugh was like eh. Mm-hmm. And the whole kitchen scene when she was like kicking his ass, I was like, ah, I was like, even when he was kind of overpowering her, it still wasn't. Yeah, I, okay. When when the mask came off, I lost it because me seeing the actor, I was like, I, I'm I'm, you're just coming off as an annoying little prankster. Yeah, you're coming off as some menacing killer. Uh, yeah, it, I was kind, it's I, kind of lost for me. Even even though we we don't like it, uh, Ben and we haven't seen. I don't know about you, but I haven't seen any of like the behind the scenes or like the making of. But I'm kind of leaning towards the direction that that was probably their intention to have like a, a this killer. I do think that he's a lot more realistic, like making stupid mistakes. Um, and even if you saw the 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 bow and arrow weapon, it's one of those assisted ones where it pulls the arrow for you. Like, I think that just kind of shows, symbolizes how this dude isn't, like, a cold-blooded killer. He's just... I mean, he is a cold-blooded killer, but he's not, like, the sinister, like, super serious type. He's just some guy that thinks he's being cool and, and, and has, like, this urge to kill people for no reason. But he's... He's really shitty at doing it. And that's why he needs that, 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 um bow and arrow thing where it like pulls the line and the arrow for you so you don't have to do the effort of like actually pulling it yourself um so i i'm leaning towards that that was the direction that they were going for but we still don't like it but i guess you know that was that was their vision yeah it is more realistic i just kind of wish she was a little more creepier yeah creepier for sure i would have liked it better if he would have taken the mask off like we didn't see his face until he got into the fight with Josh. Yeah. Like if if that's when if that's when his mask came off, I would have preferred that. Because when yeah. we first see him with the mask, and he's um running behind uh, Sarah. Yeah. When he when you first see him with the mask and he's running behind Sarah, and he kills her, that fucking scary. I mean, he's kind of scary in the other scenes, but not really. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. 
Yeah. But what, a, what about John? He was only in, like, one scene, but I feel like in that one scene, you kind of... You can kind of figure out the kind of person he is. What do you think about John? Yeah! Uh... You know, in that little bit of amount of screen time that they showed him, um, I thought he was cool. I mean, I certainly don't hate the guy or anything like that. Uh, you know, seeing him, seeing, you know, he's definitely, he definitely wasn't stupid because he was actually, like, deducing, like, hmm, this guy, this guy, um, the man, uh, isn't who he says he is. At the beginning, he does get alarmed because he does look like a, a cop, you know, because of the flat, uh, the light. But he did see the the writing on the window. Um, and then, uh, and he was already, and he picks up the rock because he he was gonna hit the man. But then uh, Katie Siegel uh, distracts him in one uh, in one of the most oh scenes that 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 uh. That that is in the movie, like when she dist- she a- accidentally distracts John instead of the killer, and then that's when the killer stabs him in the neck. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought uh, he died an honorable death, uh, and and he definitely wasn't like this 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 stupid himbo. Like he was actually deducing that like oh this you know this guy isn't who he is says he is, he is and I'm gonna attack him because he was looking for Sarah, and so that's why he arrived. Uh, at the remote house, so you know, I didn't expect because she like mentioned his name when she was talking to Maddie earlier in the movie. I didn't think we were actually ever gonna see him, and when he popped up, and he was like kicking that guy's ass, like he stabbed him in his neck, and like blood was gushing, but he was still able to kick the man's ass. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, damn, and it kind of made me like, oh damn, he's 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 winning, he's gonna whoop his ass, he's gonna he's gonna save her, and then. He died. I was like, ah, oh, but he, he tried. Yeah, he tried. What about Sarah? I feel like. Oh, Sarah. More... Yeah, I feel like we saw more of Sarah, but we don't know her as well as we we think we have. Because I like from that short little scene, I feel like I have John figured out. Sarah was just like there. She did some sign language. She brought her friend something, and then she was gone. And then the next time we see her, she's being. I like that. I like how it's just, we just see Maddie, and then all of a sudden, boom, we see Sarah running. Don't know what she's running from, and then, boom, he, the man's behind her, killing her. What you think about Sarah? Well, it's hard, it's hard to comment on that character, because, uh, I, even though I feel like John was in the movie less, I think that's pretty much true, uh, but, like, his, his scene felt more impactful, um, you know his his death scene, and his little his little fight with uh, the man. Whereas Sarah, like you said, all she does is is like do some sign language, and then the next scene she's coming running, banging on 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 Maddie's window. I I, she, I mean I didn't hate her either. I I kind of always say that for every character. I was just like yeah, well I didn't like. <laughs> um, but. Like you said, she was doing some sign language. She was trying to to communicate with with Maddie, which I thought was was is admirable. I think if you have a deaf friend, you should definitely try to learn some sign language. Uh, but yeah, there's not really much more I can comment about a character that had like two minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know, she had more scenes than John, but John had a bigger impact on. 
Maddie or like like in the moment like John's scenes are more important I mean cause all Sarah did was like introduce Maddie and, and all of us to like to Maddie and then she introduced us to the killer that's kind of interesting she we meet the killer and his main victim through Maddie if you think about yeah. it yeah so that's all she really does she's the introduction introductory character to the killer yeah and and the main the main um protagonist great actress though I've seen her in a, a few of the things so that was good yeah. What about Maddie? Our death mute besides that one scene. Final girl. What you think about her? Yeah, I thought she was a badass final girl. Uh, you know, fighting back against the killer. Uh, you know, she got an arrow uh, on her hip, and uh, her hand smushed, and she she still fought back. Uh, but I thought that she was likable. I think uh, a lot of people that are like artists or like like write books, I think they could relate to her struggle struggles of having like writer's block, or or even like someone like me when I'm trying to write an essay for class, and like you just don't know how to how to how to continue to the next paragraph, and you have like twenty paragraphs more to like ten pages more to go. Um, but she was definitely like uh, likable. Um, and badass. Uh, uh, what did you think about the the deaf concept? Because there are moments where she where the movie does go go mute, and uh, I I saw from from a video that that their original idea for the movie was that the whole movie was going to be silent to kind of mimic mimic that 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 uh, that perspective of of being deaf. I think that would have been pretty I, cool, to I, be honest. I actually like that concept. I mean, because the one thing you do when you like you're you're about when you're in a like face of danger, and only thing you can do is try to hide and and hope and pray that the person who's trying to harm you can't find you. The main thing you do is you listen out, like, okay, did I get a far away enough? Did I don't hear his footsteps? I, I gotta. If I hear the creak on the stairs, I know that he's close. I gotta get further away, and you don't have that ability to try to like hear the danger, which is usually what you do first when you're trying to hide from someone. That was interesting concept. I actually would have preferred it if it was all, like, if all her scenes were were silent, but any scenes where we were from someone else's perspective had sound, I've been okay with too. Kind of how, how they did it with um. Um, keep quiet. I mean, quiet place. Oh, quiet place. Yeah, but they didn't, and I really don't like that. That like scenario scene when she was like, "Can I do this? Can I do that? Can can I go over that way?" Like I didn't, I didn't like that. Like that took away. That took something away. Yeah, I definitely felt. Uh, you know, I, you know, from the first time I saw it, like yeah, I just <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's just like. She's supposed to be deaf, and she's over here hearing herself talk. Like, would you even remember her? I thought, like, deaf people... Well, some of them... Actually, I don't know if they can... Well, actually... I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong on the podcast. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, we'll just... We'll just say that we disagreed with the creative decision, but that doesn't inherently make it a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, but I just... That, that scene doesn't ruin the movie. It just takes you out. Takes you out of the moment. Like... 
what happens the first time and she's running and he pops up and hits her with the with the rock like if if we just like saw that and then it like it like flipped back to her and it just like showed her crying like with the realization that like whatever she do she could die it would have been perfect there would have been there's no need for the little like voiceover out of body experience talking to yourself scene which was just like I don't I kind of find my disrespectful I mean mm-hmm. I mean the the, the 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 main actress her husband is the director and they came up yeah. with the idea for this movie like while at home they just came up with the idea and they were like workshop it and everything so I don't know I just feel it probably would have served better if there was an actual like deaf actress you know, before this podcast, uh, uh, we started recording. I thought, I thought the exact th- same thing. I, I thought, like, hmm, like I wonder how much uh, a, a real deaf actress would have maybe added to the role. But I mean, I still like the actor. I'm sure that we both still really like the actress, but just would have been interesting. Yeah, I just, uh, I just feel like something. Like the movie was for me. Her performance was good, and she sold the fear. I just, I just hated all the talking scenes. Like, I just, uh, yeah. They took it away. Like, when he texts her from her phone and he texts her laptop and she sees the photo, like, I believe that, like, that fear and confusion in her face. I 100% believe it. Yeah. I just don't know. I was just missing something. I don't quite know what that is, but still a good movie, though. Still brilliant. Like, it was just starting creative choices that takes takes away a little bit that took us away from the movie a little bit yeah but what did you think about the setting like she's in she's in the middle of nowhere uh i mean it, it works perfectly right uh because from the perspective of the killer no one's gonna hear anything um people you know no one's around to hear you scream or anything like that it just made the atmosphere a lot creepier Knowing that you're alone, first of all, like why, why would you do such a thing? But <laughs> uh, I, I like the setting overall. Uh, the house, it, it felt like it felt like the killer knew the the layout almost a lot more than the actual girl did, because like wherever she went, like he somehow knew where she was. But uh, yeah, that was kind of weird. But I think going back, like something that I want from this movie because it was good but actually what I want to know was more about the man like do I want to I don't want a sequel because the man will be dead and just be about her her PTSD what I would like is like some little prologue or like prequel where you kind of like see like who the fuck this guy was if he had like other victims like any just like a little like Mention like I just I just want to know if like because he seemed like he had killed people before like these three people weren't his first victims I kind of want to like yeah no I think it yeah it was implied because if you saw the when she gets the the bow and arrow thing uh, weapon and she like looks at it there's like a some tally marks on it so I think we could safely uh, assume that he did kill some people yeah I actually kind of like your idea of getting to Kind of seeing a little bit more of his backstory. I think that would add so much to this movie, actually. You like, like, who were those people? Was it like, 
he has like he, does he have like a specific hunting ground was he like in specific lo- specific location does he just so happen to get lucky like what was his first like kill yeah so I, I don't I don't I am um, I need to see more but yeah I don't want them to give us more because whenever they try to like do a prequel or do a sequel it's always it's never the same and I'm like <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry I wished for this I'm damn I regret everything I said <laughs> <laughs> So let's get some behind the scenes. Uh, this movie had a budget of $1 million. Don't know how much money it made because this movie is a Netflix original, which was produced by Blumhouse. You know, Blumhouse, the new horror of movie course. <laughs> giant, you know, with Halloween. And uh, do they have Insidious or The Conjuring? They have one of those. And it's Blumhouse is everywhere with the horror nowadays. The Conjuring is, is Warner Bros. James Wan, yeah, right? Conjuring, Conjuring is Warner Bros. You are correct. I'm thinking about The Invisible Man, which we um, just saw. Reviewed before this. Yeah, so they yeah. have Blumhouse. Oh, they have Paranormal Activity. They have Insidious, not The Conjuring. Uh, they have The Purge and Split, Happy Death Day, like us. So they have all the, all the current big horror movie franchises. And it's easy to get Insidious and Conjuring mixed up because they pretty much have, they have some of the same actors and it's directed by the same person. So mm-hmm. don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me, horror fans. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, this a movie was directed by Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan also. Uh, what else did he direct? What did he? It's a movie that. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Yep, he directed Doctor Sleep, and he directed Mother Netflix original horror movie, um, Gerard's Game. So he has a nice history. Oh, he also um, directed Before I Wake, which I I love that movie. Um, yeah, he came up with this idea when, when he was at home with his wife Kate Siegel, who plays Maddie in the movie, and they kind of just like worked out together. They workshopped it and came up with all these ideas. And it's pretty fucking good. Like, it's a good movie. And Yeah. But what did the critics think? Rotten Tomatoes. With Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds an approval rating of 93% based off 40 reviews. And that it gives it a 7.6 out of 10, which isn't bad. Uh, the Guardian said that Hush offers an ingenious suspense. And awarded four out of five stars. Fangoria, the the famed horror movie magazine or horror magazine, gave the film a three point five out of four stars, calling it a good old fashioned, truly scary horror movie. There you have it, folks. But what about us, Kennedy? What do you give Hush out of five stars? Uh, mm, this is hard. I'm I'm torn between like a three point five or a four. Mm. Probably, I'll go with the 3.5. Uh, it's definitely a good movie. Not a movie that you'll probably see too much. Obviously, throughout the, throughout this episode, we've kind of talked about some of the creative disagreements that we have. Um, but I certainly don't hate myself for watching it. Um, and I think most people watching it the first for the first time will will really enjoy it. It has a 
interesting concept of you know well you know this cat and mouse game between a killer and a deaf person so um yeah it's it's a good movie so you know i I, def- I would definitely recommend people checking it out and i'd probably it'd be one of those movies where i probably mentioned to someone like hey do you want to watch hush whenever any whenever we're like in a horror movie and we don't have anything to watch i think i think i agree with you i also give it a three a three out of five um it's a good movie it's just a couple of concepts just doesn't sit well with me so i can't give it a full a full five out of five um acting was good the direction was good i love the sound design it's just that those those one scenes just feel so out of place that it just knocks off two points for me but yeah there you have it folks our review for hush but join us next week as we review rosemary baby it's a classic it tackles heavy themes such as gaslighting and and abuse and Satanism. That's not. That's not how you say that at all. I said that completely wrong. I'll have that. I'll have, be able to say it correctly on our next episode for Rosemary's Baby. Thank you all. Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?